0: so you can make your creative dreams possible. Go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level to learn more and enroll now. Enrollments are open for only a short time, so please, if you're interested and you're ready to take your interiors to the next level, go to nataliewalton.com forward slash next level. Welcome to Imprint, a podcast about creating a home and life you love. I'm Natalie Walton, an interior designer, stylist, and best selling author focused on a holistic approach to homes. Each week, I'm sharing insights and interviews about the creative process to help you enhance both your interiors and well being, as well as provide you with the tools and resources to make considered and sustainable choices with all that you create. If you like to try before you buy, I have some exciting news for you. You can now get an exclusive extract from my new book, Style. All you have to do is go to nataliewalton.com forward slash style book and enter your details to get a free sample of what's inside. So if you're intrigued to learn more about how your style is the foundation of everything you create at home, go to nataliewalton.com. Forward slash style book for your free exclusive sample. Hello, everyone. I hope you're all well. Welcome to Imprint. I am quite excited to share today's episode for a number of reasons. There's a funny story about it, actually. Basically, about a year ago, I recorded this episode. So, you want to start a podcast? And I had lots of people asking me about how to do it. And I thought it was a great topic to share on the podcast. But at the time, I then signed on to create my third book, Style, which is now available. And I soon realized that I had to actually take a break from the podcast. So it was kind of ironic that I had recorded this podcast about how to do a podcast. And then I had to take a pause Initially, I thought that the pause would just be for a couple of months. But as it happened, you know, we then went into various lockdowns and then our region had floods and there was COVID and all the things were happening. And I realized that I just I couldn't give the podcast the attention that it deserved So I knew that I still wanted to continue it and I was looking forward to that day, but I just had to put that idea on the back burner. And when I decided that I was ready to come back, I decided to take a slightly different approach. Now, everything that I share in this episode is still true about how I manage my podcast, how I record it how I create the content, all of that. But because I had a bit of a break, I actually had the opportunity to create more episodes in advance. And really, that is one of the best things that I did. So previously, I would batch episodes and I still do that. But this time, I just had that little bit more extra time to batch ahead of time. And it has been so great. And I really highly recommend that to you if you are considering doing podcasts, because what this has meant is that I try to do about six solo episodes at a time. Now, I might do this over one or two days, but then once I've done those episodes, I don't have to think about recording again for a couple of months. And it just means that I can give all my attention to something else. When it comes to the interviews, I do tend to have those on a particular day. So I tend to record those on a Thursday. And because a lot of them are international, it means that I can't quite batch them in the same way that I would batch a solo episode. And I have just sort of had a couple of those on the go at all times throughout the past couple of months, although we're currently on school holidays. So I've actually blocked out my calendar for school holidays because it just becomes too hard to do those kind of episodes, although I'm just about to run out of my solo episodes. So that's why I'm recording today. So as I said, everything that I share in this episode still rings true. You will hear at the start me talking about it's a year anniversary. Well, now it's actually two years and a few months since i have started the podcast and i've since launched another book so i've got three books now available since i um recorded this episode originally but as i said Everything else is still exactly the way that I create a podcast and all of the insights that I share are still all relevant. So I hope that it helps you and inspires you to encourage starting a podcast. I will add just one extra little thing before I um, finish this introduction. And that is, it has actually been really interesting to follow the statistics of the podcast. Now, as I mentioned, I took a break. For over a year. And yet during that year, people were still downloading the podcast and they were still listening. And the, the growth that I actually had on the podcast was more than the growth that I had on Instagram comparatively. So, you know, everyone talks about Instagram and social media, but I actually feel like the podcast is a much more powerful way to connect with your audience. And I feel like it's a much more intimate way to connect. It is, um, you can add so much more value to your listeners. You can go deeper. You know, Instagram is all about sort of instant gratification, you know, and, and short bites. Whereas that's what I love about podcasts. It's more of a long, long form content, even if it is a shorter episode, such as one of these, you know, my interviews tend to go a little bit longer than the shorter episodes. And um, but it's been really interesting to see how even when I took a break from a year for a year, people were still downloading the podcast and it was still growing, even though I didn't touch it. So people will still keep going back to those episodes. And there are so many great ones out there for you to go back over. I recently canvassed um, people about, you know, what were your struggles and so many of them, I actually directed them back to episodes that I'd already recorded. So I encourage you to go and listen to some of the earlier episodes because there really is so much value in there. There's episodes about decluttering, there's episodes about how to get publicity. Somebody was asking me that the other day, you know, how you can, um, you know, make money from your home, profit from your home. You know, there's all sorts of different episodes out there and um, I really encourage you to go and have a look. And, of course, if you enjoyed this podcast, then I would love for you to leave a review and, um, you know, rate it, you can do a star system and subscribe as well. Now on Apple podcasts, they've now changed that word to follow. So it's on the sort of top right. And there's like three little buttons you just click on that. And you say, it says, follow this. I think it says show. So that's what you do. And then you always get updates and you sort of are notified when a new episode drops. So I hope that you can do that as well. So, enjoy enjoy this episode about how you can start a podcast. Hello everyone. I hope you're all well. A little while ago, a couple of friends came to visit me because they wanted some advice on how to start a podcast. What were some of the lessons that I'd learned along the way? What should they do? What equipment should they get? what was involved in the whole process. And afterwards I thought I should really do an episode on this because I'm sure that many of you have thought about it or maybe have a curiosity. And it's now been about a year since I launched this podcast. i actually had the first episode go live on the 28th of April, 2020. It feels like so many things in my life happened around those couple of months. My birthday is actually in May as well. So it's in terms of anniversaries, I've got both my books have their anniversary in April and May. So kind of about the same time in terms of release dates, depending on the part of the world. And also my podcast, I launched that in April, the end of April My my birthdays at the start of May. So it's a big month or so for anniversaries. But um, as I said, I thought it might be interesting to share my experience of creating the podcast, some of the lessons that I've learned along the way and and what's involved in the process. So there's probably about five or six key stages. So I'm going to go through each one of those. And um, at the end of the podcast, Well, end of recording this, we'll also add some of the equipment that I use to the show notes. I'm not going to get too specific because I think, you know, trying to write down notes about exactly what mic I use and all of that, um, it's just not particularly interesting to listen to. So we'll add all of those details and links in the show notes at the end. But let's get into it. So I guess the first question you really need to ask yourself is, Why? Why are you creating a podcast? Why is this something that you want to do? Obviously, I do believe that um, podcasts are continuing to gain traction. I think that, you know, every couple of years, it sort of almost feels like maybe it's peaking out. Maybe this is the end of it. But if anything, I think they are actually getting more and more sophisticated and better. And I was early an early adapter to blogging. I started my blog, I think it was 2007, I'm really bad at dates, but I definitely was one of the first bloggers in terms of a lot of people didn't even know what a blog was when I started my blog Daily Imprint all those years ago. It was before the design files. I think Design Sponge had maybe just started, so that gives you a little bit of a context. But even then I remember people saying, you know, for a long time or blogs were dead. And I still think that blogs have their role. I think that it's just very much evolved. But I think that this idea is really important to get a clear idea on why are you doing this? Because there is a lot of work involved. Of course, as with anything, you can make it as complex or as simple as you want it to be. But really focus on what is this about for you? And for me, starting this, uh, i nearly said blog, starting this podcast was very much as a way to take the conversations that I have in my books with some of the homeowners and, and have it in a way that I can share with other people. And I also was really interested in the idea that when I go on shoots, and this is not just in relation to my books, but when I go on photo shoots to people's homes, I have these really interesting conversations with homeowners who come from all walks of lives, who have all sorts of homes, and it's funny because you're sort of meeting for the first time. You don't necessarily know each other. You can get into these really philosophical life discussions, and I really enjoy them. It's actually one of my favorite things about the shoot. Chris often, you know, has a big part of the conversation too, but he's not interested in doing podcasts and I mean, talking is something that I've always enjoyed doing and having conversations. So I thought that it really suited the format of a podcast to get a little bit more of an insight into the people who are in my books, the people who I meet. And I, you know, I do get to meet some really interesting and creative people. And I love those conversations where people are really honest with you about their journey, some of the lessons that they've learned. And it's that kind of conversation where you think, Gosh, like, you know, particularly with Instagram, I think that Instagram, there are so many great things about it, but it's so curated. It's such a soundbite and you really don't get to hear as much about the true story behind people in Instagram and people just don't necessarily have time. Whereas I feel that the podcast format really allows you to get to know people a lot better. And, you know, it's conducive to being able to listen to while you're driving or as I often do is folding the laundry or doing household chores so it's it's a really beautiful way to get to know people hear more about their story and also be inspired and for me I love podcasts because I love learning I am a lifelong student so that is something that I really get a lot of value out when I listen to podcasts where I can learn things and that's why I wanted to also have some of these episodes whereby it wasn't just sharing the stories behind the books or the people that I meet, but sharing some of my lessons. I've been in, you know, working for more than 20 years as um, as a writer, and I've been decorating and renovating homes for more than 20 years. I've been working as a stylist for more than a decade. You know, I you learn a lot of lessons along the way, and we all learn different lessons. I'm not to say that what I've learned is better or not than anybody else. But these are the things that I've definitely learned. And I am an avid reader. I am, you know, believe in education and I do courses myself. So I've learned a lot along the way. And it's those questions that people often ask me when they meet me or when, you know, interacting with people on um, social media. And so this is obviously a way that I can answer some of those questions And it's, I really enjoy this process. So it's, I think it's really, like I said, it's really important to get clear on what this is for you, that, you know, what this is about for you, because like I said, it does take up a lot of time. So I guess there's two, two main reasons why people often do podcasts. Look, there might be a third, and we'll kind of go into that in a minute. Maybe it's just a hobby. And I think that there's a place for that. Certainly within blogging, there were a lot of people who just did it for a hobby, but it comes down to time and if you are short on time then often you either want to use it as a way for people to get a bit of better insight into who you are and what you're about so that they you know might be interested in some of the products or services you have to offer so there's in marketing there's this whole concept of low like know and trust you factor. So obviously that is something that a podcast can do. If you have a product or service that people can really get a better sense of what you're all about, or otherwise maybe it's something that you're wanting to monetize. And again, going to back to that old sort of blogging um, analogy, that's certainly something a lot of bloggers used to do was, you know, get advertisers on board. So that is a path that you can go down. Personally, for me, I feel that it's more important that I would prefer my podcast to be a vehicle to, you know, people have a better insight into my books, my courses, and, you know, if they want to then go to that next step, then that's great. But, you know, of course, I'm more than happy for you to just listen along if you find it interesting or inspiring along the way. So, but I'm not really interested in pursuing the advertising dollar. It is something that I've thought about, but certainly at this stage, it's not something that I'm particularly interested in. I'd rather promote my own ventures and my own businesses and work rather than sort of promoting other ones. And I think that I kind of got a little bit scarred working in magazines where everything really is about pursuing the advertising dollar. And it's just a world that I don't particularly feel hugely comfortable with, but I know the value that I create for other people. So I would rather promote that in some way than promoting somebody else's products. Although, I mean, there are many obviously amazing products out there, but that's just, it just doesn't feel right for me. And I think that's what you've got to go with. What feels right with you in terms of whether this is a way to promote your product or service, or whether you want to go down the advertising model, or maybe it's just a hobby for you. Now, the second thing you need to think about is the format. So basically, this means are you going to create your content in terms of seasons? Are you going to produce a weekly podcast or a fortnightly podcast? Whatever it is that you do, I think it's important to be consistent. I think people lose interest very easily and very quickly if you're a little bit all over the place. And um, I think to be consistent is, is really important. It's the same back in the old days of blogging, you know, to sort of either have that, that daily um, post or a weekly post. I think that, it, you know, it's quite feasible to have like a, a fortnightly one or to just do a short season where you're perhaps doing, say, 10 episodes and and that's it for the year. But again, I do, for me, I do think about that. And I know that the podcasts that I enjoy the most are the ones that keep going. I think that when you do have a season, It's a little bit of stop and start. And so I think it's easier to lose momentum with your audience rather than having something that's a continual thing. And I didn't want to get into a messy business of like season one, episode three, and then oh, there's a gap. And then now this is season two, episode six. It just, to me, it just seemed too messy and too complicated. So I just thought I'd rather have the episodes just stretch on which you still can do to a degree if you're doing, even if you're doing seasons. But I just thought for me, the consistency was better. And, um, and I just prefer working that way. I feel like I'm more in a groove rather than stopping and starting. And of course, you need to think about how long you want each episode to be. This is something that I've experimented with a little bit. I did envisage each episode being about 45 minutes, regardless of whether they were, me sharing my insights or whether they were interviews. But to be honest, I find that um, I prefer doing short, sharp episodes when they're just a solo one. Of course, some topics lend themselves more to being a little bit longer but i didn't want to stretch something for the sake of stretching it i thought you know if there's information that i can convey in a shorter time frame i'd rather do that than just trying to to stretch it i do find it a little bit frustrating with some podcasts that i've listened to over time whereby they're kind of everything's broken down into bullet points. And then it feels like they're repeating the same content over and over. And it just feels a bit repetitious to me. And I feel like I could get this information a lot quicker. Just give me the information. I don't need to hear you repeating it back to me five times. So for me, I would rather have a shorter episode, but get a little bit more to the point. Some of you might be thinking sometimes I don't get to the point, but I do try. Um, so that's something that, at the moment, my solo episodes are probably about 20 to 30 minutes. And then the interviews, look, some of them go for an hour and a half. And I'm completely fine with that. I like the fact that depending on the guest and the flow of the conversation, um, some people are just talkers and storytellers. And as long as it's engaging, then I'm completely fine for it to go longer than what you know it might have been you know, it's certainly longer than 45 minutes. So again, that's something that you want to think about or whether you want to edit it down to a certain time limit. But like I said, for me, as long as I'm engaged, I don't mind if it's a longer format. The third thing you really need to think about is the content itself. So when I mention this, I'm really thinking about in terms of uh, how you're going to structure each episode Obviously, you might have set questions that you have for guests, if you have guests, or you might really want to mix it up, depending on the person. I have a sort of a rough outline of what I feel that I'm going to ask them about because I am interested to know about their story, their journey, you know, some of the big moments along their way and some of the big lessons that they've learned. So I always touch on those points. I also have at the end um, some of the questions that I used to have from Daily Imprint. I just thought it was a nice way to tie the two things together. So to tie Daily Imprint blog that I had for almost a decade to tie into the podcast. And I used to always love reading those answers. And I do feel that it's a really great, insightful way to learn a little bit more about people having those short, sharp answers at the end. So that's why I've kind of got the sort of more longer form questions at the start and the quicker questions at the end. That's the way that I formatted that. But sometimes I will kind of, you know, think of a question that's off script as such and just ask it at any given point. I really believe in sort of going with the flow of the conversation. And also the other thing I would say about that is um, if you're doing solo episodes, you have to decide whether you're going to script them or whether you're going to write notes To be honest, this has been a bit of a process for me. Initially, I thought I was just going to go off the cuff. Then I found that too hard. I tried to script it. I found that that was too static in terms of the way that I would speak. There's a very different intonation in somebody's voice when they're reading a script versus when they're talking off the cuff. So basically now I have a list of bullet points and I might have a few things that I write out but generally I just have a guideline for how I speak and I prefer to do that rather than reading a script and I do find that this way has actually really improved My teaching in my courses, in terms of just being able to talk in note form, if that makes sense, and also being able to do the little videos that I do on Instagram. The podcast has really helped me in that way. I never expected, I never did it because of that reason, but it's amazing. It's really helped my confidence with speaking to the camera. I mean, I used to do a little bit of that with some of my journalism jobs and I did debating at school. So I was never afraid to speak in front of other people, but I definitely think that I've got into a groove of being able to do it, or at least I hope it comes across that way. The other thing I'd say is I do think that the more research that you put into a particular episode, the better. And um, I think that it comes through Sometimes I do have episodes where they're more off the cuff and I'm just talking about something that's going on in my life and I share those. They are more personal. I did notice that I got a bit of a negative comment um, on a review and you know, which is always hard because you think, well, you know, you notice those ones rather than the positive comments. So if anyone feels compelled to leave me a positive review to make me feel better, then please go for it. But it was a valid comment. And look, I do think that some of the episodes, I do share more personal insights rather than just lessons. But again, they're the podcasts that I really enjoy listening to as well. So it really comes down to what feels right for you and you're never going to please everybody. So if you're going to be the person who's going to be creating this podcast week in, week out, I really encourage you to think about you know doing what you enjoy. If it's not enjoyable for you, then It really is going to become a chore and nobody needs another chore in their life. So the fourth thing to think about is recording. Now, this is got many different facets. Obviously, you need to think about when and how you will record your podcast. So there's the kind of the production side of things. And then there's the equipment side of things. And then there's also kind of finessing and making the whole thing run a lot easier and smoother just quickly in terms of production, obviously, if you're going to have guests, you need to find guests, you need to organize times, you need to be able to record the interview and capture the interview in different ways. And, um, and it can take a long time. And that was one of the things that did sometimes get a little bit laborious towards the end with my blog was finding people initially, you know, you kind of have that influx of different people to interview and Um, and I love interviewing people. I mean, that's what I've been doing for more than 20 years. And I love having those kind of conversations, but just, you know, people sometimes, um, get sort of stage fright and they, you know, they're, interested in the idea and then they kind of back off and so you've got to sort of go backwards and forwards and there's a lot of wasted time kind of trying to negotiate to actually secure somebody to agree to do it and then obviously you've got to lock in a schedule that works with them and works with you if you're interviewing people on different time zones you've got to organize all of that so there is a lot of time that goes into finding guests and recording them one of the things that I actually wanted to do and which was why I launched my podcast when I did is I actually wanted to go on a book tour and interview some of the people from my book on tour and then COVID hit. So that idea kind of got squashed. But I do love the idea of interviewing people in their homes or in real life as opposed to through technology. I've had really big issues with technology that it just drives me crazy and I'll go into that in a moment but I do feel that when you interview someone in person it feels like you've got a little bit more control over how you can record the interview and I love visiting people in their homes as well I just think that it creates a different experience in terms of how you relate to each other and just the experience of being there I I just again it's similar to when I Create my books. I mean, to some degree, I could just commission photographers from all over the world and say, just go in and photograph the homes. But to me, I don't want to have a book that's created that way. I want to be in the homes. I want to meet the homeowners. I want to style the homes as well so that they're consistent as part of this overall vision for the book. So it's the same with the podcast. As much as possible, I would love to be able to meet all these people in their homes and interview them in real life. But as I said, COVID has kind of put, um, you know, the brakes on that idea. But who knows, I might be able to get to do it a little bit more. And certainly I will look at trying to record more interviews in real life and in person as well. So let's talk about equipment, because I know that this is a big one. And I know it's something that I spent a lot of time researching and kind of getting stressed out about making sure I had the right equipment. So obviously, the first thing that you need to have is a mic. Rode seems to be the best in terms of quality of mics. They're an Australian company, which is great, so I love that. Um, I have the Procaster. There's another mic called the Podcaster. Apparently, the Procaster is better quality. So I, I kind of often with these things I think, well, if you're investing, you better might as well get the best that you can get at any given point. Because particularly with technology, I feel that it gets superseded so quickly that um you're always better off kind of getting the best that you can afford. So I went with the Procaster mic. You obviously have to have a stand. I've got, I've actually got two stands now, long story, but one of them is a flexible mic so I can adjust it and the other one is so I can have it on a tabletop. It's because I alternate in my spaces of where I record. Then you need to record your mic to something that captures the audio. Now, I'm talking very much in layman's terms here. My editor is probably... <laughs> Rolling his eyes. <laughs> so the way that I capture the audio is through a Zoom recorder. The reason that I did that was that I can then take this Zoom recorder and record interviews in, um, you know, real life. Such as if I go to somebody's home and I actually plug the um, the mics, the lapel mics that I put on myself and the other person into this Zoom Zoom recorder, which captures two audio files. This is basically what happens. The other thing you need to get is a good set of headphones. But I mean, if you're starting out, I'm sure you could use your kind of little computer earbud things um, because you do need to check your audio levels. So that's something that my um, editor has, you know, we had a big training session and I'll go into that in a minute, but he sort of trained me on understanding how my audio levels are working, what's good, what's not. Um, So you've got your mics, We've got the capture, which is a zoom in terms of, if I'm doing a solo episode, such as now, if I go out on the road, like I say, I've got two lapel mics, which I use. And then when you've got, if you're doing an interview, so there's different ways that you can do this. Now, one of the um, pieces of research that I looked at said that Squadcast was one of the best ways to capture your audio files in terms of the quality of the sound. Now. I've had a lot of issues because we live on a property. And so where, even though we've got MBN, which is supposedly the best kind of internet that you can have, my signal often drops out when I do interviews on Squadcast, and it creates all sorts of problems in terms of, you know, it really disrupts the flow of the interview. It makes the whole process of production so much longer because then my editor has got to piece it all together. I do think that it's perhaps related to the fact that um, it's our internet connection. So sometimes I have to do it via my personal hotspot because that is actually more consistent than Wi-Fi, And <laughs> it's just this whole saga. Um, now I know a lot of people record on Zoom. And I am going to try that as well because I feel maybe because it's maybe not as quite good quality, maybe it's not sending as much data. That is just my layman's term of trying to work it out. Um, There are other things like ZenCaster, which basically just records audio, but Squadcast and Zoom, you can see the people when you're talking to them in a video file. And I like that. I like speaking to somebody where you can see if they're pausing or they look like they're going to continue talking, I think it creates a much more fluid conversation. And I really do prefer that as well. And obviously it gives you the opportunity to, if you want to record, save the video file, then you can share the video file of the recording as well. Now, the final element that you need in terms of recording or sort of sharing your work is to then I'm going to get this incorrect I, I've got a mental blank about what the name is but basically I use Squad sorry Libsyn L I B S Y N and that distributes your podcast out to Apple uh, podcasts and Spotify and you select where it goes out to. So that's kind of like your distribution center. So you don't just upload onto Apple directly. You need to send it to somewhere where you upload your content and that you can either pu- push publish immediately, or you can schedule when you're going to publish that. So Libsyn is one of the really big ones. And there are a few other ones out there, but I use Libsyn now just in terms of recording, um, I guess this could be like a production management thing. I do um, batching of my content because I do file that it does take a while to kind of get everything set up. So I just did an interview and I thought, okay, I'm just going to record an episode a couple of episodes i've already recorded one other one i'm going to do this one now because you know i've set everything up i've got into a flow of talking and it's just much more efficient than i can give a batch of content to my editor and it just makes the whole process go much faster i do want to try and get to the point where i can record this is my goal six solo episodes in one day If I do that and I'm publishing them every two weeks, that means then I've got three months worth of solo episodes in one day. And as I'm sure you can imagine, it's just a much more efficient way of working. It does mean probably a day of prepping, but then it means in two days I've got then, you know, a quarter's worth of podcasts done. And then I can kind of set and forget it a little bit and focus in on other areas rather than like, oh, I've got to do a podcast episode again. You know, it does feel a little bit like, oh, they just quickly creep up onto you. So I do highly recommend batching if you can to make it more efficient in terms of your time. Then you have to edit your files. When I was speaking to my friends who were asking questions, um, one of them thought that that meant, you know, sort of editing as in cutting out, and finessing the interview. To be honest, we don't do a lot of that. There's not a lot of, um, you know, cutting out chunks unless there's technical issues. So basically what you listen to in the interviews that I have is what happens in the interview. Um, It's only, like I said, if there's any kind of technical issue that we will cut anything out of it. But it's really about finessing the sound Quality and basically my editor, and I'll talk about him in a minute. Um, so he takes my audio file and the other person's audio file and kind of cleans them up and matches them up, and then he will put a record a often like I've got a little sort of promo thing that he will put at the beginning, and he the sort of the intro and the outro, and he adds those. And it just saves me a huge amount of time not having to worry about all of that stuff he also looks after all of the uh, storage issues of you know storing the audio files on his um, server and system so um you know and he's really great to work with and so just on that so who i use is jaeger media and i work with reese who um, is the owner of that business. And I was, I contacted a friend who I knew had a podcast, and I asked her who edited hers. She recommended Reese to me. And what was great about Reese, and you can do with this with somebody if you live in a different area. But basically, I asked him to do a consultation for me on setting up all the tech because he has got extensive knowledge about mics and audio and editing and all of that stuff. And so I basically said to him, okay, this is what I want to do. What do I need to get? So he spent some time setting me up with all of that. And then beyond that, then um, I pay a fee sort of, it's like a an hourly rate and he's got a system we use Monday for the production management and he basically hits play when he is working on editing the files and then you know presses stop and so you can see it exactly how long it's taken him to edit a particular episode you know so sometimes it might say like i don't know whatever it is like 30 minutes and 33 seconds you know because he's just pressing stop start and, um, and it's a really transparent way to see how it's all managed. And within that, then we can both see, you know, has an episode been recorded? Um, where is it at? And then within Asana, which is what I use within my own personal business, I've got an assistant and um, together we work on in terms of like sourcing the images for the podcast and where it is in the production cycle as well. So I guess the final piece of the, you know, the puzzle of creating a podcast, gosh, a lot of P's there, um, is marketing. And you don't want to go to all this time, effort and cost of creating a podcast and then just not even... any effort into promoting it so obviously um, you can put it on your website which is a great way to get people to your website if that's something that you want to do you can share it in your weekly newsletter it's a great way to share regular weekly content and value with your audience or with um whoever's on your newsletter list that's something that i do is always share on my weekly newsletter what is the latest podcast and also share the previous week you know in case you missed it Um, And, you know, if you're on Instagram or social media to promote and share it there, you can create specific graphics for that episode, which is what we do using Unfold. Um, And of course, before you launch a podcast, you need to create a kind of a logo that you can share with your episode. So that is something that I did as well and have every week think about what image are you going to share with that episode? So these are some of the decisions that you really should make ahead of time so that you're consistent and you've got a bit of a workflow around it as well. You can also repurpose the content in other ways. This is something that I want to really do is sort of turn some of these episodes, maybe into a blog post on my website. And um, of course you can share show notes, which is what I'll be doing for this episode where I can share links to the equipment that I use for the um, podcast as well. And as I mentioned, if you capture the interview as a, a video, then you can share that on your website as well. So it's like an added bonus. Um, when I can get to the point where my internet stops dropping out and I can do that, then I would love to actually share the video as well. And as I mentioned, you can think about monetizing. So I really do believe that podcasts are a powerful way to connect with your audience and they can be lucrative if you want to pursue the um money side of things. As I said, for me, that's not why I'm doing it. I really want to have it as a way that I can, you know, share more about the backstories to my books and my courses, as well as some of the other projects that I work in. And I really do get so much beautiful feedback from people who have sort of taken that next step and gone and done some of my courses and said, you know, I love listening to your podcast. It really resonates. And so that's, you know, a way to sort of, for other people to think, yeah, I've got similar values to, to Natalie or, you know, to that person. And it's really does, you know, create this like, know, and trust factor. And of course, I'm not for everybody and other people are not for, you know, we all have our own specialties and our sort of own little area of expertise. And so the right people will find me and the right people will find somebody else. So it really is about finding a way to connect with your audience. So I hope this has been helpful to you. If you're considering starting a podcast, I'd love to hear from you. So you can always send me a DM on Instagram at Natalie Walton. And until next time, have a great week. All of the links and info for this episode are at nataliewalton.com forward slash podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can get a direct download of the latest episode. And I really appreciate when you take a minute to rate and review, as well as share the love with someone you know who might benefit from this episode or on social media. If you'd like to access a range of free resources, come visit my website, nataliewalton.com. Thank you to Jaeger Media for producing this podcast. And I would also like to acknowledge the people of the Bundjalung Nation where it was recorded and pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I look forward to connecting again soon. I'm Natalie Walton, and you've been listening to Imprint.